0: Hey guys, just jumping in really quickly to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Kind Bar. Kind is deeply committed to crafting food with real recognizable ingredients, a disruptive notion that sparked the creation of a new healthy snacking category. Kind is unapologetic in their efforts to challenge the status quo, to shift the food industry and empower their community and our listeners to make better, more informed choices about health. Kindness can also be a transformative force for good. And that is why I'm teaming up with Kind and Podgo to bring you guys 10% or 15% off for any military, teachers, students, first responders, doctors, and nurses. So go to podgo/kind. podgo slash Kind. That's P O D G O dot C O slash K I N D. Kindbar is creating a kinder and healthier world one snack at a time. Welcome to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. This podcast is a lifestyle and entertainment news podcast where I talk all about life struggles, the breakups, the makeups, business aspirations, and I am always having new guests on to discuss it all. Plus, I'm always giving you the latest on all things pop culture. So let's jump into today's episode because girl, we gotta talk. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. Today I'm joined by Athena Crilly. She's a fitness coach, a YouTuber, and she actually hosts her own podcast about health and fitness. So she's used to the podcasting world, but I'm really excited to have her on. Um, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. So I'm really excited for today's episode. We are going to talk about actually what I just said, health and fitness, but we're going to kind of discuss like the differences growing up where we did um, Athena living in the UK and then myself in the US um, and just talking about like the beauty standards and um, what was kind of like set for us as like young kids. So we're going to talk about how the media played a role in this and I think it's going to be fun to discuss like New Year's resolutions too and like get your thoughts on all of that. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode. I'm really excited to have you on. Um, So thank you again for joining. But before we jump into that, I like to do rapid fire questions for my guests. Um, So people can get to know you a little bit better. So what is one thing that you cannot live without?
1: My laptop. Okay. Definitely care. my laptop. I'm on it. As soon as I wake up, it's on and it doesn't go off until I go to bed.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite athletic wear like item in your closet?
1: I love Alphalete leggings. I don't know whether you've, whether you've heard of the brand Alphalete, but they do like gym wear and it's really, really nice gym wear. So Alphalete leggings for sure. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Oh, it's, it's an American brand, but they have like I think they're kind of worldwide now, but they do some really nice, like, they just, you know, the kind of leggings where you put them on and they make your bum look really good. Yes. So those kind of leggings. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I like them.
0: <laughs> um, all right. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life,
1: what would it be? Peanut butter on toast. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's technically two foods. But I, lo- I love peanut butter on toast so much. I could eat that all day, every day. I'm like addicted to peanut
0: butter, so anything with peanut butter, I'm like, yep.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, that's a tough one. My biggest pet peeve. Mm, I think there would be two. So the first one is when people walk really slowly on the pavement in front of me or the sidewalk, whatever you call it. Like that, I, I'm such a fast walker that it just annoys me when I'm stuck behind and somebody really slow and then the second one would be you know when people like smack their lips together yeah like when they're speaking that really like oh just like you know when it just like gives you goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> so yeah th- those uh, are my two top
0: <laughs> those are good the people walking really slow in front of you yesterday i was grocery shopping and the person in front of me was just moving at like snail speed and I was getting so frustrated. It was like getting hot. Cause I was like, if you don't move out of the way, I'm going to hurt you. Like, Oh my God. Um, yeah, that's okay. you <laughs> Last one. What is your favorite song at the moment?
1: Oh, um, favorite song. I don't know whether I have one specific song. Mm, I don't know. I have quite a few. I have favorite artists at the moment, but song wise, I think my favorite artists would probably be Kalani, Meg The Stallion, and maybe Black. Okay. Um, So like any of their songs, really, I I love all of them. Oh, I like Travis Scott as well. I'm I'm quite I'm loving his albums at the moment. (laughs) Any of those good
0: picks? Yeah, Kalani (laughs) like is a queen. I love all of those. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so. I want to know, like, when you started to kind of, like, be aware of, like, your body and, like, I don't know how people viewed it and how you viewed it. So, like, I know growing up for me, I didn't really start to, like, realize that there were, like, beauty standards and that there were, like, expectations for me until, like, middle school. So, when I was, like, 11, 12, 13, kind of, and becoming, like, a teenager. And it was, that's already, like, an awkward time for us like we're just like figuring like everything out but that's pretty much when I realized like oh I need to look a certain way or like I'll be looked at differently um so when do you think that like you started to realize like kind of the same thing
1: I think around the same age um I I always remember I think I might have said this on the podcast that we recorded for my uh, for my podcast, but around 10 or 11 or like 12, when I used to watch the MTV music channels, I think that around that age was when I first started kind of, like kind of comparing my body to like the people on the music videos, even though they're obviously adults and I was only like 10 or 11. But that was the first time where I was thinking everybody on these music channels has a similar kind of body and they all look really good so I guess it was around that age where I started to think maybe maybe people are supposed to look a certain way um and then yeah I guess I started to think maybe I should look that way even though yeah like as a 10 year old you're not gonna have all these curves and you know you're still a child but you still feel those pressures, I think, at that age.
0: Same for me, too. And I think, like, with, like, the shows I was watching, um, obviously everyone's, like, so pretty, you know, on TV, and they, like, look so perfect. And so I think for me, there were shows that I watched where they would, like, make fun of people in the show that were, like, bigger or, like, not as pretty, quote-unquote. Like, and then I was like, oh that person being made fun of. So like, does that mean that like, that's not okay to like look like that or to like be like them? So I think it was a huge like wake up call when I was that age. Cause I was like, Oh, this is what's cool. This is what's not. This is what I should be. This is what I shouldn't be. So it was like literally like drawn out for me, like in front of my eyes. So I think that's crazy that, I mean, obviously movies and TV are like, take it, take it as you want, but that was a huge, that made a huge impact on, on me growing up. Um, And that's when I started to be, like, self-conscious of my body. And I'm, like, what, 12? Like, that's just so young to me to even be worrying about that. Um, It's crazy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I feel like, as well, like, the generation below us, so the people that are, like, 11 or 12 now, they probably have so much more pressure than we did. And I can't imagine having more pressure than... Like, because you've got all, like, social media and stuff now as well, which wasn't really a thing that much when we were younger. So I I can't imagine actually growing up with all of that pressure now. Like, it, it must be, like, it must be horrible. I don't, I wouldn't enjoy it at all.
0: Yeah. Something that makes me a little sad, even, like, at this age right now, it, like, makes me sad. If you have, like, any form of social media... Instagram, Snapchat, anything that allows you to put a filter on something, a lot of the times the filter will like alter the way that your face looks. So like it'll make your, your nose smaller and your eyes bigger and your cheekbones more defined. And like, it makes you look completely different. And like, what is that telling? Yeah. What is that telling young kids, 12, 13, 14, that just got phones and just got like their social media, like, Oh, this is what I should look like. And I'm not pretty enough to be taking a picture of myself. I need a filter on. So And even now I'm like, what? You don't think I'm like (laughs) good looking? You have to, I have to put a filter on. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. why is that even a thing? I hate that that's a thing.
1: Yeah. And the thing is as well, these young kids who are looking up at these celebrities who are using these apps and changing their face, that's the only picture that they see of them celebrities. So they think that they look like that in real life. So if they don't look like that, they probably think there's something wrong with them. But in reality, it's just a filter. All they see is the celebrities with the filter on. So it is scary how much you could change your face. Like even some of the apps. Like I, when I'm posting on Instagram, I sometimes change the lighting of my photos so that they're all a little bit brighter because like this room that I'm in is really dark. And the apps that I use, some some of them have like options to like add makeup to your face and like yeah. smooth your skin and there's ones where I think you can like change like the dimensions of your face and like it's just crazy the amount that you can do to a photo
0: it's insane and there's been a lot of um backlash with celebrities nowadays people are kind of picking up on it the fact that they're using mm. filters like that like I know Khloe Kardashian. Has been kind of under fire recently because she's literally like, she is like the queen of Facetune, which if you have Facetune, I don't, but it's basically tuning your face, like it's altering your entire face. Um, And so she, a while ago, posted a photo of a, a selfie of herself. Her nose is tiny, like literally so tiny. And it's the same day of like an interview that she had on like Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So people compared what she looked like in real life on TV versus the photo that she posted for millions to see. And it's completely different. She looks nothing like, you know, one photo does not look like the other. So, and then recently she kind of did the same thing with like a picture of her by a Christmas tree. It's the same altered face. Like it's the tiny nose and that's fine. Like if you, there's also like a point where you can say like yes if you feel better looking like that fine but it's one thing to like post that for millions of people that look up to you and use you as a role model like what is that telling the people that follow you that's telling the people that follow you like you you don't even think that you're pretty enough and people think that you are so the fact that you're altering yourself makes them feel like what like I don't know it's just like right so it's just frustrating that like all of these tools like I love technology but technology is such like it's like you hate it and you love it because it gives us all these tools to like better our lives and we're so grateful that we have technology like looking back I'm like to my parents how did you like live without a cell phone but now it's like it has these tools that really are changing how we look at life really like altering someone's face and someone's body and the fact that that's even a thing on an app is just sad and I don't know that this is ever going to change like it's probably just going to get worse and I don't know like how to stop that like I don't know what to do from
1: here you know there's literally nothing you can do it I think it's just going to get to the point where the technology is so advanced that you can completely I mean, it's already kind of, as like I said, you can completely change the way you look and the way your body looks. As, as it goes for the, like the Kardashians, I mean, I don't, I don't follow them. I don't know really anything about them, um, mainly for this reason, because all I hear is kind of bad news about them. But I don't understand what goes through their heads when they know that they've just had an interview that is going to be seen by millions of people and then they also post a photo where they look completely different. Do they not realize that people are going to pick up on the differences? Right. And like you said, I, I get people want to change their face. That it's okay if you want to do that a little bit, but then hold yourself accountable. And if you are going to change your face to the point where your nose is tiny, maybe just admit that you've done that. But then, I don't know, Like, is there any point in changing your face if like, you're going to say, oh, I've just changed my face? Like, I don't know. I just don't understand it really. Uh, I understand if you maybe you want to like remove a spot that you have, but actually going to the point where your face looks completely different. What is the point? Like, there's no point doing it.
0: Yeah. And with the Kardashians, now that we're on the topic of that, I, I, I'm a Kardashian fan, I guess. I'm not like a super fan. I'm not like obsessed with them by any means, but um, I've definitely like watched the show and I follow them. But something that, like, I always know in the back of my head is, like, their standard of beauty is beyond. Like, I – nobody really can obtain that. And with, like, Kim Kardashian, I think that they, as a family, think that they have changed the standard of beauty in a good way. I think that they think that because Kim has, like, a small waist and a big butt, that it's different than – What it used to be. Like, it used to be like you needed to be stick skinny, no butt. Like, having a big butt was like frowned upon. Like, oh my God, like you must be fat. Like, it was Mm. so different, like, only a couple of years ago. And now that Kim Kardashian has blown up, she has shown women that they can have a big butt and that's fine. But now it's getting to the point where, like, if you don't have a big, but in a small waist, like you're not pretty enough. And it's turned into something like negative. And with Kylie Jenner, um, I think she has shown us that if you don't like something about yourself, then you can fix it. And that's totally fine for people that have insecurities about their face. And for Kylie, like her lips were small, she thought. And so she got them filled. That's great. But then she makes a product that makes your lips big and is telling us that that's why her lips are big. So it's just, I don't know, it's complicated with the Kardashians because they, I think they think that they are these incredible role models and some, in some cases they are like Kim is doing so much for like prison reform and, you know, Khloe Kardashian is like shaped, you know, changing people's lives with like fitness and, um. Courtney is doing this like health something or other with Pooch. I don't know. They all have their like niche and like that's fine. But I think that they have really kind of skewed our opinions on how you should look like for an in a negative way. I just think that like they took it too far and now all these women are like trying to obtain the perfect body. And Kim literally will post workouts of her like in a waist trainer to like you know really like push in her ribs to make her waist that small it's like why are we going why are you showing us that and like why are you telling us that that's like a normal thing to be doing you know what I mean
1: yeah I yeah with the Kardashians I think I I think it's fine to have surgery like Kylie's obviously had surgery on her nose or lips whatever it is that's fine like if I do whatever surgery you want to do go ahead and if you want a boob job, go and get one. If you want um, liposuction, if you want lip filler, go ahead. But I think with celebrities, when they do have that kind of surgery, I do think they have a responsibility for people to know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't like it when celebrities get all this stuff done and then say, oh, it's this lip product. Well, it clearly isn't, and in a way, that's also setting an unrealistic expectation because if a young girl buys this lip product, and it doesn't make her lips look like kylie jenner's then she's gonna think oh is there something wrong with me why is it not working for me when it works for kylie um and as for those waist trainers like i yeah, again like just promoting something that's so that doesn't work and i, I yeah i don't know it's just it's like they i under I've, i understand if they believe that these things work for them like if this waist trainer is giving her the shape that she has but i also think that maybe they don't considering how big they are and how much influence they have they should probably do a bit of research beforehand with that kind of thing instead of just oh i've used this a few times so let's tell millions and millions of young people that this works for me and that's what they should do.
0: Absolutely. I just think it's such a sticky situation because on the one hand, it's like, I love the fact that if women feel like they don't like something about themselves, I think it's great that you can go and you can get something done to make yourself feel more confident. I just think there's a line between that and like these unrealistic expectations and really hurting yourself in a sense to look a certain way. I just think that that's not anything that someone should be promoting, but something that I thought was super interesting. I saw this like a couple days ago and I was like, this is insane to me. So there was this video on Instagram and like, of course, I'm not going to remember who posted it. Maybe I can look it up, but it was like a video of beauty standards throughout the decades in the U S and it was like back in the fifties, like it was pretty skinny and Uh, or maybe it was like, oh, in the twenties, it was like a boyish look. So kind of just like a, or sort of like a, a boxier shape. And then like in the fifties, it was like a smaller waist and and skinny legs. And then like in the sixties, it was like a little bit bigger and like fuller of a body in the seventies, you know? So it was like showing how it's changed every decade. But like, my question was like, why, why is there even a beauty standard at that time And like, it showed early 2000s of tiny women, which is totally fine. Like tiny women, but then obviously now it's more of like what I was saying earlier, like the smaller waist and the bigger butt is like the beauty standard nowadays, right? So it's, it's just weird to me that like, that isn't even an ongoing thing. Like, where is this thing for men? Like, I don't see this anywhere for men. Men can look however they want like dad bods are appreciated, six packs are appreciated and nobody is really like telling them how they should look. I think it's actually, no, they are, but it's not as like drastic as it is for women. It's just crazy to me that that was, I don't know. It just really opened my eyes. Cause it's like, wow, every, every decade we are being told what to look like.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of it is to do with the kind of big celebrities of the decade so for example with the 60s it was like Marilyn Monroe she was quite you know big and like big as in like a bit well known um, and her body shape was a little bit more curvy and I think that's when people start to think oh we kind of want to look like her and then in the 2000s it was probably I don't know what whatever celebrities were big then they probably had that slimmer shape and now Kim Kardashian is one of the biggest well-known influencers in the world and she has a more curvy shape so everyone's aspiring to look like whoever's the kind of in celebrity at the time and yeah I wonder what is I wonder what's coming next because I don't know where else we can go I feel like society is moving a lot more towards body acceptance so well hopefully the direction we're moving in is that there isn't that one beauty standard it's more like everybody can look different and we're all beautiful like I'm hoping I feel like we're moving slowly towards that but it'll probably take quite a while before like we truly do have a more like widely accepted beauty standard.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think we are moving in more of an accepting space. Um, Thank goodness. So maybe, yeah, in the next decade, it's just like whatever you want to look like. I would love that. Um, That would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to know like maybe how it was growing up in the UK. Like what were some of the beauty standards for you? Like what were you seeing in like your media that was telling you like what to look like and stuff like that?
1: I think in the UK it's probably pretty similar to the US to be fair I mean the the main kind of sources that I had growing up was like I said music channels like music videos and kind of pop stars that was more who I was looking up to um and I guess in the UK now it's probably similar I mean like the big celebrities maybe like the Kardashians like Ariana Grande um the popular female rappers it's kind of they are the big celebrities and a lot of those are american celebrities but because we have things like social media like youtube um here in the uk the celebrities are the same as in the us if if that makes sense so i think it's i think it's probably mostly like music artists that people look up to um and people like the kardashians or the bigger youtubers
0: yeah i mean i I think it is pretty similar. And that's a good point with, with social media, how like people that we like here, obviously like you guys see and like vice versa, like, you know, there are a lot of like celebrities from the UK that we love and adore. Like it's pretty much the same, but I just think, yeah, I, I just find it so fascinating how like people grow up and what people viewed as like beautiful and like how media was like an influence so i don't know who were some of the like when you were younger at least like who were some of like the role models that you were like looking up to
1: i would say probably um i remember really liking um girls Aloud. <laughs> they're like a uk girl band um, like Cheryl Cole was in Girls Aloud and um, the Pussycat Dolls they were I really and I really liked their music and I always remember looking at like Nicole Scherzinger and be like wow her body is amazing like she yeah. had like she was really slim she had like a really nice like small waist big hips kind of look and I remember always thinking like wow she looks amazing so definitely like it was definitely kind of female pop artist that I seem to look up to
0: yeah Um, I remember having, like, did you have the magazines, like, as a teenager where you could, like, rip them out and they, like, open up into, like, a poster?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to have those.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I used to, my walls in this room were, like, covered in just, like, those magazine posters of, like, all of my favorite, like, TV stars. And I just thought they were, like, the most beautiful people. And I would literally, like, dress like them and um just trying to like act like them it was nuts like how much that they had like an influence on me um and so i'm trying to think of like who those types of people are now for kids and i i the only thing i can think of is like tiktok like tiktok yeah tiktok stars are
1: those youtube basically like
0: that equivalent you know
1: i think it is definitely more i mean obviously music artists and um tv stars still have a huge impact on young people but it's definitely more like there's so many more social media stars that are literally like becoming millionaires overnight and they are all from things like tiktok like youtube and a lot of people are growing up looking up to these people and wanting to be like them and wanting to have their jobs and become really famous and successful like them and it's really funny that like social media has enabled people to become celebrities like I find that really fascinating because even like 10 years ago social media wasn't really a thing and now people are millionaires just from social media yeah it's insane
0: it is I remember like the people on my posters I was like wow what a crazy you know turn of events that they are a tv star like they must have like flown to California and got an audition and like landed this role and that's how they're famous like that's so cool that they're an actor and whatever and now it's like they just made a random tiktok that everyone loved and now they're making millions like it's just mind-boggling you know
1: yeah it's kind of like look of the draw like you don't know what video is going to pop off but if it does that could be the start of the first million followers that leads on to 50 million followers.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. And it's crazy how fast it can just blow up like that and, like, how many followers you can get in, like, a day because of it. It's wild. But that makes me wonder, like, are all these kids thinking that if they post, like, the most beautiful dance video or, like, funniest video that they will be famous? And I don't know if that's something that, like, are they all trying to obtain fame now because of TikTok? Or... Because I don't know, I think that a lot of the TikTok stars nowadays, um, they, I don't want to say like, a lot of them come off a little like bratty to me and a little like snobbish. I don't know. But there are some that I think, yeah, I think there are some that like are pretty humble about it, but I just wonder that. I mean, I just wonder, are, are like, young kids trying to be famous? Like, are they dressing like them and doing what they're doing to be famous too? I just don't know. Or is it still, like, a fun app that people go on,
1: you know? Yeah, I think a lot of social media is very much, we're using it for that reason to try and get famous, to go viral, to um, get all these followers and, you know, be um, well-known as opposed to, oh, I took a nice photo today, so I want to just post it. Like I miss those days of Instagram where you could just take a picture of like your random pillow that you just bought from Primark. Like, oh, this is a nice pillow, and then like a few of your friends would comment, like, "Oh, it's a nice pillow." <laughs> that was just such a weird example, but you know what I mean. Um, whereas now it's like everybody has to post this certain type of photo where they look really amazing, they've got the makeup on, and they use loads of hashtags to try and. Get as many followers as possible. And fair enough, like it's great to have loads of followers. It's, n- it's a nice feeling, but I do miss that kind of fun side of social media. I don't feel like a lot of it is very fun for people anymore.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely changed. And I miss that too. I think people are trying to bring it back with like making Instagram casual again, it's like the thing that everyone says. But I know if I look back at like the older photos that I used to post, it would be like, a picture of a tree with snow on it or like a picture of my food and I'd be like best meal ever and like I would post that and I would get likes and comments on it and it would be like fun whereas now you kind of overthink it a little bit and you want to look your best and that's fine but it's definitely changed and um yeah I don't know maybe it will go back to that I think like TikTok sort of brought it back in the sense of like it is very casual sometimes it depends on like what TikTok world you're in like, depending mm-hmm. on, like, what you've liked before, because I watch, like, a lot of funnier videos, um, and I don't see, like, that many dance videos, but it depends on, like, what you've liked in the past and stuff, but yeah, maybe yeah. it'll, maybe it'll change. Um, I think people are, are getting tired of, like, the work that goes into posting on social media, like, it's just a lot of work, and, like, I know for girls, you overthink it. With guys, they literally don't care. They post the worst photos ever and, like, they get a trillion likes and you're like, dude, what? Like, okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, maybe it'll go back.
1: Yeah, it would be nice. I, I feel like, oh, I don't know. I don't know whether it'll ever go fully back to that because, for the reason we said before, because a lot of people are using it with the hopes to get famous from it um but I I don't know I think it does depend who you follow or like the videos you like because on TikTok you could like you know a couple of dance videos and then that's all you're gonna see but then like if you like a few funny videos or like I watch a lot of educational kind of videos on TikTok so you know people talking about I don't know like random fitness or like manifestation or like psychology videos like all that kind of stuff and they're just like total normal people yeah that are clearly just like oh i'm just gonna do a quick video and you you see just normal people whereas if you choose to follow charlie what's her name charlie Demilio, you, you're gonna that's all you're gonna see the really famous tiktokers and then you might you might only aspire to post on tiktok to get to where they are which is really unlikely to happen because they're like one in a million who just kind of popped off
0: yeah no i'm kind of the same way with like the educational ones i have like funny and then i have like fitness ones and like food ones and like yeah the psychology ones are wild
1: um so interesting i love how i love how they're just so short and you learn so much from 30 seconds
0: Yes, it is insane. Yeah, I I like that aspect of TikTok, and I think that's what's made it so fun. Um, so hopefully, like that, you know, continues. And yeah, it just depends on who you follow and like what you like, and if you follow dancing videos, totally fine. But yeah, it's definitely different worlds for sure. Um, I want to get your thoughts. So, like, this is the time. I think we'll for this year, everyone just so badly wants it to be next year already like we're just past 2020 we're over it we're done yeah so i think a lot of us just have like new year's resolutions as you know i hope next year's more positive and happier and we're all okay next year but before this crazy year happened i think with new year's resolutions it's been mostly around these like unrealistic goals that I think a lot of people set for themselves and like I've definitely been one of those people where I'm like in this next year I'm gonna lose x amount of weight I'm gonna go to the gym every day and like be my best self right like I think that is such a common goal that we all have um, but it starts to fade out like I know when when it's like January and February gyms are just jam packed and you like look around you're like, I've never seen new people here before. Like who the hell are you guys? You know? And it's all the people that are like, I'm gonna lose this weight, which I think is great. Like I think that's great for you to set a you know, set a goal for yourself and like try to achieve it. I just think that most people are setting unrealistic goals and then that's when they don't follow through with them. So I just wanna get like your like fitness opinion on this because I think, yes, it's great, but what can people do as far as like setting themselves up for success?
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. The gyms, because I'm someone that goes to the gym all year round. That's what I love to do. It's like a habit for me now, as opposed to like a goal. And honestly, the, the difference between december to january is insane with the gym and then it tails off in february march when everybody's given up and the reason people give up is because they do set unrealistic goals for themselves they think that because because it's a new year that they're gonna get this sudden like superwoman power to go and like run for 10 miles a day and eat super healthily and it's like if you didn't manage to do that in december you're not likely to do it in january really just because it's a new month i think what people can do is really like s- try and make the goals more realistic something that i i would use for like clients if i have any online coaching clients is something called a smart goal so it's like specific measurable attainable um, and realistic or reliable and then timed so if you kind of follow that structure and fill out each of those kind of subheadings for your goal that is going to make it much more easy to attain because you're not going to set a goal to lose five stone in the first two months of the year because that's not realistic um but I yeah I don't know I think I think people fail because they do just have this like create crazy idea that the new year is gonna like bring them all of this motivation and these superpowers yeah i personally haven't really set any resolutions this year i think i think my goal for like the whole of 2021 is to i kind of want to it sounds really cheesy but i kind of want to like find myself a little bit like i've gone through like a lot of big changes this year and um i feel like tw- i want 2021 to be like the year where like i find my direction in life, if that makes sense. It sounds probably cheesy, but that's my goal for this year.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. I think, yeah, 2020 was just um weird for everybody. And I think a lot of people were really just like down in the dumps, I guess. And I think a lot of people kind of lost themselves, which is normal because like nobody was expecting mm. this year to be like it was. Yeah, I didn't set any New Year's resolutions either, just because like I don't, I think my biggest thing is like, I just want next year to be, this is cheesy too, but like more positive And like, I want to be able to like appreciate my friends and family a little bit more just because of like everything that we've gone through this year. Um, and I hope that like with COVID, like I'm able to see people more and like just spend time with people and just try and be just like a happier I just wanted to be a happier year, like I was just al- by myself so much this year, and i I used to be like I used to love my alone time because I was like never alone, and I can't stand it anymore like i'm so bored i'm so over it like get me out of this house um, <laughs> I want to see my friends like I just want next year to be just a more positive a more positive like time you know
1: I hope it is I mean nobody really I mean in London where I am now we have literally as of today gone back into like kind of quite a full-on lockdown Um the only thing that can be open is essential shops so like the gyms are closed, uh, clothing shops are closed, um, restaurants and cafes are closed so uh, basically and like people aren't allowed to meet from other households so christmas is basically cancelled if you live in london um so that's really not like a great end to the year but i'm i'm really hoping that in 2021 things start ought to go back a little bit to normal but i don't want to put my hopes up so <laughs> nobody knows what's gonna happen which i hate
0: i know there's so much unknown i think yeah christmas is basically cancelled for uh for my family at least um I mean they like recommend you probably don't get together with like a lot of people and um with me like my grandparents and stuff they just all want to be like careful and so we're just not going to risk it but mm. there are like vaccines here in the works and like nurses and doctors are starting to get them but it probably will be a while until like normal people like me will get it um so like gives me a little bit of hope like moving forward that maybe by like next summer we can like be in a different in a different spot at least. But yeah, a lot of unknowns. So I think as far as like New Year's resolutions, just hoping that it can be a better year than this shit show was. But okay. Yeah. I just wanted to get like your take on that because um, I think just it's so, and it's normal for people to like set crazy New Year's resolutions. The smart goal is super, um, the smart goal is super smart because it's, it's attainable like you can set attainable goals for yourself so I think that's a really good idea for sure
1: yeah it's really I think it just I think it just kind of splits the goal up and makes you it makes it a bit more clear like exactly what you want to achieve and it probably makes it very obvious if it's unattainable, if you are splitting them up into all of those little headings, so yeah, I mean, if people are setting goals, just set the smart goals, and then hopefully, hopefully, like you'll still be going to the gym in June instead of up in February, if yeah. that is your goal.
0: Exactly. I think the biggest, if your goal is too is like fitness and stuff, to not make it as much of a like hard goal, but like just start making it like. A habit, and like you said, it's like I go to the gym because it's a habit. It's like a part of my everyday. Like, just make it like a part of your everyday. Like, oh, I'm excited to go to the gym. Like, let me burn off some steam or whatever it is that you're motivated to like get there. Um, just like turn it into like more of a lifestyle, and that way it'll be. I think you'll be more successful. This is just like my regular person opinion, but like um, that way you'll be like more successful in the end because it's just a part of your everyday.
1: Oh, that's totally right. yeah. And I, again, with the fitness goals, I think people, when they're unrealistic, it kind of makes them unenjoyable. Like people just feel like they need to go to the gym and torture themselves, whereas the gym should be fun. like it shouldn't be something that you're dreading. And if you don't want to go and run for miles and miles on a treadmill, you don't have to do that. There's so many other ways to exercise, but um yeah, it's just it's just finding what what you can do every day and stay kind of motivated to do.
0: Yeah. I think don't torture yourself over it. Yeah. Make it fun. It's supposed to be. And I, I think this year I really found like fitness to be like just good for me for like my mental health and just like my mindset, because I was like alone a lot and I was just like down in the dumps and like that, having something to like one look forward to doing every day was nice. And then it just like, Released all the endorphins and like made me happier. And I just felt better about myself overall. And it became something that like I wanted to do every single day instead of something that like I was making myself do every day. So it was not even like, yes, there was like a part of me that was like, I wanna look good, but it was literally more so for just like my well being. Like I just wanted to be like happy and I just wanted to like do it for myself, you know? So maybe changing like, the why of it like why are you setting these goals for yourself is it because you want to like look a certain way i don't know i just think that's like also a big part of it too
1: oh for sure yeah i think it's great to have aesthetic goals like if you want to look a certain way and you want to go to the gym to look that way that's great but a lot of the time if it if the only reason you go into the gym is an aesthetic goal you won't stay that motivated because you don't get results quickly in the gym especially if you want to look like toned you want a big bum that takes like years to to grow your glutes like to grow your bum and if all you're relying on is the way you look you're not going to stay motivated because it's not going to happen overnight so like you said having that like mental reason to go is like the way forward (laughs)
0: Yeah. What do you think, like, your number one tip with, like, if someone's listening and they're like, you know what, next year I am gonna go to the gym more and, like, work out, what's, like, your number one tip for, like, a beginner?
1: I think, um, start small. Like, if you're a beginner, don't, don't go into the gym and absolutely batter yourself. Don't try and lift a hundred- kg deadlift off the floor don't go and run for 10 miles and hate every second of it like start small even just go on the treadmill and walk for a bit or walk and then jog for like a minute and then build it up slowly depending on whatever your goal is obviously um but if you go in like you know guns blazing trying to do the most you're just either going to burn yourself out you're going to injure yourself or you're just going to hate it and then not want to go back. So start small and like build up from there.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, okay. Well, I think that was about it for today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on and joining me and sharing your wisdom. Um, where can my listeners find you on social media and YouTube and all of that fun stuff?
1: Oh, thank you. It's been so much fun. Um, so I guess my, well, my podcast is called Finding My Fit and it's on pretty much ev- every podcast platform. I think it's on all the big ones. Um, my social media is either my name on Instagram. So it's at Athena Crilly or it's at Finding My Fit podcast. My YouTube and my TikTok are also just my name, Athena Crilly. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much all my socials.
0: Yeah. She has a great podcast as well. Like she said, finding my fit, you should definitely check her out, um, on all social media. I will tag her and everything. So you guys can find, um, where she's at, but thank you so much again for coming on. It was so much fun. Um, be sure to follow Athena on everything and girl, we got to talk podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.